Welcome to the Grief Dreams podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This is where we have conversations with guests about life, loss, grief, and grief dreams, which can be dreams of your loved ones that have passed away. So if you want to know more about the topic, you can definitely check out our website, griefdreams.ca, for more information. And here are four ways you can help support the podcast and help us spread awareness on this amazing topic. So number one, subscribe and rate the podcast on the platform that you listen to it on. Number two, become a member of the podcast, and that's for as low as $1.50 a month. This helps us run the podcast, and you can find the Patreon link in the show notes. Number three, you can take the Grief Dreams online course by Dr. Joshua Black at griefdreams.ca. And lastly, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse, and Facebook at Grief Dreams. And now on to the show. Welcome to the Grief Dreams podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We always appreciate you coming on here and supporting us and listening to these stories. So this is the Grief Dreams recap episodes for 2021. We had 21 episodes this year, which is super exciting. And so going through these episodes, you have me, Dr. Joshua Black, and we have Jade Carling Black here also. And we're just going to go through the episodes. And if you've missed any, or if you have seen these or heard these before, you can remember again, exactly some of the big dreams these people have shared and who they are. If you're new to the podcast, these are great episodes for you to get an idea of who the past guests have been. And if you are drawn towards their story or their dreams or their loss, you can go back and actually listen to those ones. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> here we are jade welcome to the podcast hi thanks for having me lovely to be back can't wait to uh hash through these episodes 21 amazing episodes so looking forward to showcasing some um highlights of each and let's get started i agree this year's been amazing a lot of new people we've met a lot of new stories we've heard and said the dreams are just fantastic you know some of them are a little sad but for the majority of them, they're very comforting and helping people through the grieving process. And this is why I love this so much. It's just another way people are finding a way through the grieving process and feeling the comfort. So Jade, let's start it off. Okay, we're going to start with episode 187, which was Tara Michaud. She was a high school English teacher, speak about her grief dream, as well as her brother who was unfortunately murdered at work. Take a listen. And so I'm really curious as you sort of move forward, did those, did you continue have those dreams of him dying, which is very common after a trauma that people reenact that kind of scenario, or did those dreams change at all or stop? They 100% stopped of him dying. The only dream that I had about sort of the incident or all of this was one that still sticks with me. That so there's so because of the shooting and there's such an investigation and everything for a year after Tori was killed, I had to know everything that happened. I would research, I would go on the internet, I would do everything because I felt I needed to know everything. Why did Scott do this? Why did this happen? But there are questions, there are whys that are never going to be answered. So the dream that I have had since then is very, very strong still, where I don't know why we are here, but we are in one of the mansions in Newport, Rhode Island. No idea why it's there. And we're at a like a prom sort of event. Don't know why it's prom either. We're in a very, very large room. 
and everybody's dancing and everybody starts whispering like they don't want me to know something and they're all whispering and like looking at me and I know they're talking about me and like the whole room parts like everybody moves from a side and at the other end of the room I sometimes cry in this sorry at the other end of the room is Tori standing there and I run over to him and everybody says Tori's here and I run over and I said I get to talk to him nobody else does and they and I said I need to know what happened that day I need to know everything and he said I can't tell you and I said why and he said because you can't know those details no the only people who know the details were the those of us who died that day so I can't tell you what happened and I get so angry he won't tell me and he said you can't know because nobody will understand where you got this information from so I can't tell you and that bothers me every day that when I have this dream he tells me no thank you Tara so much for coming on and sharing so much of your journey I know I remember that episode pretty well and having she had a lot of precog dreams leading up to that and it was such a horrific experience that she went through but she was able to share that story and it's real. And that's why I loved her honesty. So thank you, Tara, so much for coming on. Next, we have an episode 188, Krista Brenner, and she's an end of life doula. And she talks about a grief dream she had of her grandmother. I dreamed, I had a really solid dream uh, not that long ago, a couple of months ago. And it was my grandma. So my grandma and my grandpa lived in Mount Forest and they were extremely close. They were married 65 years. They died three months almost to the day apart from each other. And they just couldn't live without each other. It was amazing. I had this relationship that I always wanted with my grandma. My grandma was kind of a difficult person to get to know when I was young. She was adopted and she really struggled with her own mental health issues. And it was amazing when she was palliative, when she was dying in the hospital, that was when I really connected to her soul, her spirit. And through my dreams after she died, she, I have several, I've had several dreams where I'm really having that soul conversation with her. I'm really talking to her um, and she's telling me how she, proud she is of me, how amazed that she's, uh, she didn't talk to me the way she wanted to and it never came out. She spends most of her time when she does talk to me, she comes to me in dreams, she's apologizing about herself. And that's the biggest one is that really deep apology that how she felt bad for not coming to me and not talking to me for many years and really appreciative of who I have become. Wow, that's really beautiful. Does that change the way your relationship with her is? Like, has it, does it change how you see her? Definitely. And I think the, the biggest one was I always struggled because I always thought I never mattered with her. I really, I was one of four grandchildren and I always felt I was the oldest out of the grandchildren. And I always felt like I was the disappointment that I wasn't the one that she wanted because I didn't, wasn't the engineer. I wasn't this or I wasn't that. And I think it, it gave me reassurance. And I, yeah, I questioned if it was my own Maybe this is like my own uh, well-being that my grandma's being my positive reinforcement. But it was it was reassuring to wake up and go, oh my gosh, okay, I'm good. Like, wow. Thank you, Krista, for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. Next, we have for episode 189, A. Olivia Nelson. 
She's a two-time widow and shared a grief dream of her husband, Michael. Take a listen. I know that I've had dreams about them both. They've been very dreams of messaging and telling. And one of the most recent dreams I can think of is I was kind of in like a banquet hall or a restaurant or something like that. And I remember I was walking around looking for people. And I saw these people here and I was like, this doesn't make sense. I thought this person had died. And I was like, okay, well, maybe not. Because the dreams seemed so lifelike. And I remember seeing like current friends who are alive and friends and family who are alive. But I noticed that there was a lot of people at that banquet hall who were gone, but present. You know, these people had passed, but somehow they were dining with the rest of us and laughing and stuff. And it was just a really beautiful moment. And I remember Michael being there. I remember like basically searching for him. And I just think it was a really cool moment. It was kind of like an old time thing again, where everybody that, you know, either alive or dead, we're all together and having a joyous time together. Hey, thank you, Olivia, for coming on. I enjoyed listening to that grief dream. So next we have episode 190, Jill Campbell. And this was our one of our first producers that came on after having a, a documentary that came out called C20D. And in there, she talks about a grief dream she has of her dog and her dad. Check it out. I definitely had dreams of like my beloved dog, Casey, who was like, again, like the love of my life, who I had for 14 years and who died and came to me in dreams. And my dad, I had one dream and it wasn't, it was more of like, I I can't remember all of it, but it was like him, like, it was like a me pounding, trying to get at him. (laughs) Like he was behind a wall, me trying to like, like and I kept hitting a wall trying to get at him and it was like uh, yeah so it wasn't that (laughs) yeah no you you see that actually it's interesting because you do see these barriers with people and the deceased and it's usually the beginning of loss right because you're you're longing for that connection and sometimes it's clear and after they stop trying to get at the person they'll just sit and then they can speak to each other but it's like acknowledging that there is that barrier now and so it's like it's really that that metaphor so hopefully as you move forward i know your your loss is very raw and and still new so hopefully those change to say something a little more positive where you know there may still be a barrier but you can still have that moment together where you can feel love and and speak and and tell them about your new film and stuff oh it'll be amazing (laughs) so uh, i have done some work on pet loss i'm really curious about some of the dreams you've had of your dog so many like we were like walking together afterwards or I mean it was she died like two years ago so I don't remember like all the dreams and I remember I had a lot of dreams she was the first like intense loss I ever had you know I had grandparents die when I was much younger and I don't remember it as well but like my dog was like my kid you know but yeah she came to me a lot she would be walking or she'd be lying with me or she'd be I think she would be playing out, running in a field, like happy. She died in my arms, which was also this amazingly beautiful experience because <laughs> I kind of held her in my arms for like three hours and until her soul left her body. And I felt that, I had this amazing connection with her. Um, I was alone in my house and we didn't realize she was going to die that day. We were about to put her down and she gave me the gift of not having to make that choice. And she died in my arms. And again, like with my father, it was like, 
it was beautiful. It was spiritual. I think it's really a gift to be with someone when they pass. And thank you to Jill for sharing that profound clip of her experience with grief and dreaming. Next, I'd like to introduce episode 191, Penny Hunt. This is a guest update, and she will share some information around the grief dream of her mother. Take a listen. You know, I have had um, one dream of her. And it's like I said, I would get jealous of my mom that she was getting so many dreams with dad showing up in her dreams. And what I've learned is you can't really force these dreams that, you know, I've had days where I would talk to her all day long and say, okay, I want to dream about mom. Come, come on, let's dream about you today and nothing. So I, I think they come when you least expect them to be. And the one dream that I had about her, she wasn't 88. She was young and vital and had her memory. She wasn't struggling with dementia and just happy. And again, it was just one of those happy dreams where she, you just saw, I just saw her there. She was in my life again. And I woke up just feeling good that I had experienced seeing her like that again. Thank you, Penny, for coming on again. It's always great to have people come back and share new grief dreams they've had of people in their lives. And so next we have episode 192, Mike Bernhard. And he's an author, and he, in the clip, he talks about a grief dream he had of his wife. So this first dream was, yeah, it was she died on April 7th, and it was April 18th. I had gone to, I had been asking, kind of having an intention, I guess you'd say, to have a dream that I would remember with Susan. And so I had a dream where uh, a friend of ours was telling me about some kind of of experimental anti-CPR drug that someone was given. I don't know who this person is anymore. And then she suddenly shut up about it because it was supposed to be a secret. And then Susan came to me in that dream and I was telling her about this drug. And she said, oh yeah, I know all about that, but it wouldn't have worked after the second CPR. Because she'd, she'd, uh, she'd been given CPR multiple times that night. And then I suddenly realized that she was with me, that she was talking, that she was fine. She wasn't brain damaged, she was okay. I was hugging her, talking to her, I was so happy. Then I felt her take a little gasp of air in and her body was dead in my arms again. Then I woke up, first feeling the loss, then happy that I'd had a dream that I'd asked for. (laughs) So that was the first one. Thank you, Mike, for sharing that clip with us. And next, I'd like to introduce episode 193, Sabrina Palazzo. She's a mindset coach and will share a grief dream of her father-in-law and her father. Take a listen to this. So I I I had a dream with my father-in-law first before I had one with my dad. And it felt so clear as if it was, I mean, people say this all the time with visitation dreams, right? Or these types of dreams, it just feels like you are, it's real life. doesn't feel murky like typical dreams do, but it was so clear. We were sitting at a booth in a diner and he told me, don't sweat the small stuff. And that is typically something my own dad would say, but he said that to me and it was so clear. And it, it was such a brief short dream but I woke up I told my husband and 
he told me that that was something that his dad used to say to him and his sisters growing up, and I had no idea. Um, and so that that was kind of a crazy coincidence. That was the only time, um, unfortunately, that I've had such a real experience with uh, of a dream with him in it. But that I'm was curious. pretty crazy. I'm curious, was your father dead at that time, or was he in the hospice? At that time, he was still in hospice. He was still okay. home. Yeah, so it was shortly after we lost uh, my father-in-law. It was probably early April. What a what a what a great statement, though. Like as you said, like it connects so well to your father. But then you, not only the dream helped you, but you learned something about your own father-in-law and and yeah. and also with your husband. And you're like, wow. Like and so it, it almost made that bond deeper. Is that would that be fair to say? Definitely, definitely. It was my husband couldn't really believe it. I, <laughs> it's just kind of hard to put words to it. It was, it was a really crazy moment. I woke up and felt as if I was just at a diner with him. He looked normal. He looked healthy. He looked how I have experienced him for the past seven years, and it was just really amazing. That was that was the only dream I had with my father-in-law. I also, I don't really see my dad in dreams as often. And I've only had one really profound, probably the most profound dream I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and it was with my dad. And it was after he had passed. It was actually several months after. It was in this past September. And at that point, you know, I was really into meditation. I was meditating every day and really open. At that point, I had spent months you know, researching signs, researching spirituality and receiving signs. And I just felt so connected to him by by this past September. And so I was just obviously in a much different state of mind than I was right after he had passed. But I remember it was late September and I hadn't really felt him in a while. And I was so desperate to have him show up in a dream because I know that I knew that other people had those experiences. And I had one with my father-in-law, but I had yet to have one with him and every night for about a week I went to bed and right before bed I would say please visit me in a dream please 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 <laughs> or please like I I need to have an experience like this and then I did and it was um it was really I don't I will never forget it and I remember it as if it happened yesterday because that's how real it felt and so the dream was uh I was in a, someone's backyard, a family friend's backyard with my mom and our family friend. And I noticed the neighbor next door was just doing her, uh, you know, working on the flower bed out front. And I looked over at her and I just felt so connected to her and this house that she was working on. And it was almost like I was pulled towards the house. And I went over and I said, I need to go into your house. I know my dad is in there I know he's connected to it and at this point in the in the dream my dad had already passed it was as if it was present day and I said I need to go inside and she got up from working on the on the flower bed she smiled at me and pointed me to go inside and I walked inside and she guided me in through the kitchen and you know held her hand out for me to enter into another room and I walked into the other room and I was it was a pretty dark room. I don't remember anything in the room except for a table. I walked over to the table and there were all these documents just kind of scattered around the table, one of which was a map and one of which was almost like a photo album. 
And remember, at this point, this is present. This is this dream is as if it's present day. My dad has been has been gone for several months now, and I'm looking at this map, and I'm aware that this is the map of where he is, and there are pictures of him recovering in this album, and I'm starting to feel almost betrayed, as if oh my god, he's alive, and I didn't know he's been dead this whole time, like. What is happening? You know, these are pictures of him recovering. This is the map to where he is, and the map was not logical, but you know, the essence of it was where he was. And I, as I'm discovering all of this and just feeling so confused, I notice that the woman behind me is just smiling. She has like a very maternal essence to her, and she's she's smiling at the door where uh, she led me into the room, and she leaves and comes back with my dad. And the two of us embrace, and we fall to our knees. I'm gonna try not to get emotional, but we fall to our knees, and we're hugging each other, as if we never thought that we would reunite this way in, in this lifetime. And it was the the whole dream was the most clear experience I've ever had in a dream before, ever. More clear than my dream with my father-in-law. It was. As if this woman was facilitating a reunion between me and my dad, and I was saying I was crying. I missed you. I thought you were gone. He was like, I know. I didn't think we would see each other this way. And I said, my mom's outside. My mom's outside. He was like, I can't see her. And when I went to get up and go get her to get my mom outside, that's when I woke up. And I woke up and I immediately started hysterically crying. I was. I did not know what was real and what wasn't. I thought that it, I was just so confused. I, I can't even put words to it. I was extremely confused, did not know if what I had just experienced was real or not. And I spent the rest of the day really. I, I journaled for like way too long, and I was trying to figure out what had just happened. It was the crazy experience, craziest experience. Wow, that is. An amazing experience. So, what did you figure out after journaling for so long? <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of things. I actually called my aunt, who,、uh, you know, was the one to help me figure out signs. She was the one who has mediumship abilities, and she she told me that the dream was what I thought it was. It was a reunion, and that I've been doing all this work to connect. And it was almost as if I was unlocking a new level of connection. And she told me, "This is the part that's crazy. I understand that this sounds crazy, <laughs> but she told me to start looking up pictures of my great grandmother because something about how I was describing her felt like the essence of my great grandmother." And so I start, I started, <laughs> I started looking up pictures. I asked my grandmother for pictures of her mom. And she was sending me pictures of when my great grandmother was older, and it just didn't look like the woman in the dream. And she sent me a picture of my great grandmother in her 20s, and I have the chills right now. My whole, whole body has the chills. And the woman in the dream was my great grandmother, who was very connected to my dad. And she, you know, in the dream, she had this like very maternal essence to her, and it was my great grandmother. Just you know, in a younger form, which is still to this day I, I can't believe, even though I experienced it. <laughs> Thank you, Sabrina, so much for coming on and sharing such profound dreams. That was an amazing clip, and there's even more to the story if you go back and listen to that.
Next, in episode 194, we have Holly Trular, who is a grief therapist, and she shares a grief dream she has of her brother. I was a teenager at this time, so it was, you know, some years had passed, but this was many years ago, was this dream where he he was like walking in this alley, and I was younger than I was at that point, and certainly younger than I am now, um, where, so I was the age I was before he died, so probably like nine or something. And I ran up to him and jumped in his arms. And I was little, not just because I was young, I was also like a little kid, like one of the smallest people in my class always. So I like jumped in his arms and he was hugging me, which is something we would do. And I said to him, Brett, Brett, I need to warn you that when you're 22, you're gonna overdose of a drug, uh, of a heroin and like, don't do that. And he was just, and then we just kind of were hugging and then I'm pretty sure I woke up or I don't remember the rest of that dream. Thank you, Holly, for joining us on the podcast and sharing such a profound and interesting story. We really appreciate your contributions. Next, I'd like to introduce episode 195. It's Julie Potter. She's a social worker and will share a grief dream of her parents. So I did have a dream about my parents. This was recent. And uh, so I want to just tell you this this dream. I dreamed that they were giving me an award. <laughs> it was like a card, a little card that's a, that was just like a card that in my real life, I had a therapist who gave it to me and, and she was encouraging me to go on a trip. And she said, have a good trip, enjoy yourself. You know, so that was that. So they gave me... My parents gave me this card, and then they gave me this like book, which was sort of like in a magazine form, but it was like the book about me, my life. And they were so happy. It was sort of like congratulating me. And uh, they looked to me like they were probably in their 50s. You know, they looked like they were kind of, you know, really looked great. They were obviously looking a little bit older, but like they weren't old yet. Okay, that was in your 50s. And um, it was just a very inspiring dream to have. And now what I notice as an older woman, that many of my dreams about important people in my life, I can relate. I, now that I look back, even on these dreams, there's an element of a journey, you know, like this trip that we're on. And it's really... Uh, it, it really is quite amazing to me now. Thank you, Julie, so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate everyone who comes on and shares their stories and their dreams. So next we have episode 196, Zingara, who is a music producer and artist. And so on this podcast, she talked a lot about her grief dream of her grandfather and how important it was. And so check it out. Yeah, so the one most recently with my grandpa, this was on March 19th of this year and he passed away on March 21st of 2017 so keep that in mind I woke up at like eight o'clock in the morning on that day and then I fall back asleep and within a 20 minute time period I felt like I was in my dream space for a couple hours at least and my grandpa came to me and I remember that I was asking him it felt very vivid it didn't feel like a normal dream to me and I've always been the type of person to write down and keep note of my dreams. So I knew basically that I was, something was going to happen in my dream world, if that makes sense. And so I'm standing in my old dining room, like I say, that happens when I have visitations from spirit. And my grandpa comes in the room and I'm like, oh my gosh, 
I haven't seen you in so long. Like, where have you been? I have so many questions to ask you about what happens after you die. And so he was like, okay, I'm here. Like, let's do an interview. So I literally start interviewing him in my dream. So the first thing I asked him was, what happens when you die? Like, what does it feel like? And he told me that it feels like you're in a dream. Like, you get to do whatever you want. You get to go wherever you want. He was making it very clear to me that time is actually an illusion. It doesn't really exist. So he was the one that told me that you can go anywhere and everywhere at once in the spirit world. So if I'm asking him to visit me, what somebody else is asking him to, he can be at both places at once just because of his higher self. And then I'm trying to think, he also told me a few stuff about, you know, family-wise of what happened and what he wanted and where he was at his funeral and that he was at his funeral. And then the most crazy thing that he showed me was he gave me this box and he told me it was his box of his lifetime. But um, I now know that that's the Akashic Records. And so I was going through this box and when I would, he was asking me to scroll through it and I would see all these memories, but it wasn't all of what he looked like in his last, last lifetime. It was all of his lifetimes together and all of his memories from when his soul was created is what he told me. And so I clicked on one and one of them was him as an elephant. And he was like, yeah, Gabrielle, like one of my lifetimes was an elephant. And I was like, okay, that's super crazy. That's super weird, but let's keep going. Thank you, Gabrielle, also known as Zingara, for coming on and sharing that piece with us. Really beautifully shared. Next, I'd like to introduce episode 197, Jessica Klontz. Jessica is an assistant teaching professor of human development and shares a story with us around a grief dream with her grandmother. This episode is really highlights the power of love and take a listen. In the dream, I'm at my grandparents' house. But it was definitely clear that, you know, she had already died. But there was an event happening, and I don't know what it was. But it definitely felt like some sort of milestone for me because friends and family members were coming in. They had gifts, and gifts were piling up. And I'm looking around, and I'm, I'm seeing familiar faces, and, and I'm, noti- I'm noting that this is a big occasion for me, whatever it is. And I'm, I'm overcome. I go from being super happy about this occasion to overwhelmingly sad and I I just realized in that moment I want my mom (laughs) I want to I want my mom Uh, so I'm walking through the house looking for my mom and I get into the kitchen of my grandparents house and I see my mom and she comes over and I am just in the dream I am just sobbing there are tears just overflowing and I I look at my mom and I say Grandma would have loved to have been here for this. And my mom says, I know. And she hugs me. And it's one of those big mama bear hugs. She just squeezes me. And in my dream, I open my eyes. And my mom is still hugging me. So you open your eyes in the hug. And you're looking out past your mom or my mom. And there she is. There's my grandma. And... I have to tell you, I, I don't lucid, I don't have lucid dreams at all. <laughs> that one was absolutely the most vivid dream I've ever had because when I saw her standing there, it, it was like I, was, I wasn't dreaming. It, it felt very much like waking life. Like I felt my breath stop. I felt her presence. She, and I, let me just describe the sight of her. So she wasn't, you know, 
older. She was definitely younger, but it's still grandma as I knew her, um, but, but healthier. And she was wearing all white, all white. So it was like a, like a Hillary Clinton pantsuit. It was all white and white sneakers. And the glow, she was glowing. It radiated out of her and all around her body. Like I saw her from head to toe standing in her kitchen and she was smiling and she was in, like she stood a certain way, like just when she was talking to you, she stood like her arms were, there was an arm across her chest and then the other one was resting so that way she could rest her hand in her, uh, or her head in her hand. And she was standing just like that, smiling as she always did. But the glow coming from her, I can, I can still like, if I think about it, I can recapture what that felt like in that dream. It was pure love, absolutely pure love. It, but <laughs> words don't hold the depths of this. <laughs> it's, it's, if I could transmit the feeling to you, <laughs> I would, and you would understand that there are no words to capture this. So I'll do my best, but it was just kind of this, it was calm, it was love, and it was just, it was almost as if she was transmitting to me via radio waves because <laughs> it was invisible. But she just kind of sent to me this message of, I'm here and I'm in a place of pure love and there's nothing to be sad about because I'm, I'm here. You might be celebrating, but I am too. And... Oh, that feeling. I have never felt anything like that in waking life or in any other dream in my life. It was just incredibly powerful. Wow, that is, uh, that's so remarkable to have that, such a profound dream. And I'm looking at that and like, even if it just ended with your mom hugging you, that's still a very profound dream of, you know, really allowing yourself the emotions to be released and you know, processing your grief. Then you have the second part to it where you're just like blown away by a feeling, as you said, you've never felt in waking reality. So how do you make sense of that? And that's my, I opened my eyes. Like I, I don't know how long I stood there staring at her and just kind of basking in her glow. But then I, I woke up, you know, right then and there. And it was clearly the middle of the night. My, and I, I, my pillow was completely soaked. So the crying that I was doing in my dream, I was doing in real life. Um, wow. My eyes were just completely filled with water. And when I opened them, they, that's when they drained completely. Um, and that feeling stuck with me. Like I wanted to hold on. And so I remember just going back into the, like I closed my eyes because I wanted to see her again. And I wanted to capture that feeling. And so I stayed in it as long as I possibly could because I knew I have never experienced anything like this before in waking life. This is beyond words and comprehension. And as I sat with it, or really I was laying in bed, right? As I laid there with it, all that came to my mind was, this is love. This is the highest and purest form of love. And she gave that to you. And so, yeah, I, I can't really comprehend it or make sense of it except or that's the only sense that came to my mind as I as I laid in it. It's so interesting to think about there's levels to love. 
as you said, like pets have a certain type of love, but there's like the levels to the game. <laughs> and, you know, I've learned that just as I, the way I feel love and the way I express love has changed from when I was a teenager to now. But when you start talking about these dreams or I hear these dreams, I'm like, wow, there's so much left I don't know in this life to get there. You know, like, because I think if you got there in your dream, why can't you get there in waking life? You know, like what's stopping us from feeling that kind of love in waking life? And that really is an interesting question on my end because it's like, well, how, how can I get there? You know, like if it's possible, how can I achieve that here? And like, so it's like, how do we rethink of what love is? And you need beacons, right? Like, so you're really great that you had this moment. You, you can't really articulate it, right? So it's hard for people to go towards it. But like you have a moment in time where you realize what's possible. And so it's almost like a lighthouse in a way. And you, how do you get back there in waking life? Is it possible? Yeah, I don't I, know, right? But it's it's yeah. interesting to think about. It is so interesting to think about the levels of love. And, and like you said, why wait until we cross the veil? Like, how do we capture that here? I, that's <laughs> It's like a Zen mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but wow, what a what an experience. I'm so happy you had that. It's so profound. So like you can't even I can't fully understand the impact of that, but I'm definitely sitting in awe of what happened. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I couldn't wait to tell my mom because I knew she had, my mom has had grief dreams before in her past of other family members and so she was kind of waiting. She wanted to see her mom. And so I waited a few days to kind of fully wrap my head around the dream and everything that happened and how profound it was for me. And then I called her and I I told her every bit of it. And she was just, she was so happy. Like you could tell in her voice, it brought her some sense of peace and maybe a little bit of, of healing in her own grief. And so I'm, I'm thankful that I was able to share that with her and and she can be she could have a little almost experience it with me in a way because she had said you know I really wanted to see her but I'm so thankful that you did and you could share that with me because that is it feels a little lighter for me now that I could share it with others that it would have been meaningful too I'm thankful for that as well what a beautiful dream that Jessica shared it really captivates me and understanding what love is and in the podcast we really talk more about that whole concept of love and how important it is in our lives and from those who allow us to be a part of those moments where we feel love and so that's it for part one so thank you so much for once again tuning in and we will have part two coming up next as we like to say as we wrap up the podcast with love and gratitude from us to you Thank you again for listening to the episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to learn more about the topic, please check out our platform at griefdreams.ca. On there, you can find our two online courses. So the first one is a Grief Dreams workshop that I developed, which is designed to help you learn all about the topic. And the second one is Crazy in Love, Using Romantic Relationships as a Vehicle for Growth. And this is designed to help you rethink modern intimate relationships. And that is by myself and Jade Carling Black. On the website, you can also book a one-on-one Grief Dreams consulting session with me to discuss your own dreams or if you want to learn more about the topic. 
You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse, at Grief Dreams. We have two clubs on Clubhouse that you can follow, and those are Grief Dreams, and the other one is Grief Cafe. If you have Facebook, you can follow our Grief Dreams podcast page to be notified when we release new episodes. You can also join the Grief Dreams Facebook group, and on there you can share your dreams and hear more dreams of others. Once again, to help support the podcast, please subscribe and rate the podcast on your platform that you listen on. This helps our show come up when people search for grief podcasts to listen to. Also, you can become a member of the podcast through Patreon, and we have three membership levels, $1.50, $7, and $20 a month. So if you want to give, please go there to see what perks we have to offer. This money helps us run the podcast. You can find the Patreon link in the show notes below. We would like to thank all of those who continue to support us. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you can be comforted by your dreams tonight.